Hi, you are listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. We're honoring our graduates today, and I have a word today. I think that will be applicable to you guys if you're graduating and also applicable to us as, as, as individuals that hopefully will encourage you and inspire you to, to leave, um, to, to leave um, this world better and to live a, a better life. And so um, uh, Michaela is here today, and um, I think this is your last Sunday-ish. She just graduated this past week. There's a bunch of other people who graduated, but um, her mom and, and dad are here today and her brother, and I'm so thankful that you guys are here today. And uh, these guys have, have pastored churches and have been loving people way before it was cool to do it. And um, I, I, I don't know when it came out that loving all people at all times or uh, love God, love your neighbor. And like, every, like that became like a really big thing in church culture. But there's people um, like her family that have been doing it way before it was a, a bumper sticker. And so I'm just so thankful uh, for you guys and, and uh, your investment. And um, I, I'm so thankful for the way that you guys have lived your life. I'm sure it wasn't perfect. And I'm sure there was hard seasons. Um, but Michaela has been... A gift to our church, and um, it was a gift that usually Christmas gifts like they we, you only use them for like a little bit, and they like they don't last very long. Um, but we wish Michaela would have came a long time ago, and uh, she's been a gift to our church and a lot of our young people. We have a handful of young people that are in college that drive up from uh, southeastern and Lakeland, and um, a lot of these guys that you see up here they they've driven that this far to be with. Um, to be with us and lead us in worship. And we have the best worship um, around, and we have great volunteers and all these things. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Some of y'all don't know how good the worship is because it's the only church you've ever been to. So you're like, it's, it's good to me. But what you don't know, there's a lot of churches with bad music. How many of y'all have ever been to a church? Help me out, I've been to a church with bad music. Come on. Uh, if you, if you're like, you've never been to a church with bad music, then you don't know how good, you don't know how good it is. And um, we've all been there before. And um, one of those, one of those, um, one of those, I've been in services before where, like, people are like, oh, man, he's really into it. Like, I'm praying like it would end. Like, that's what I've been praying. Like, I pray, Lord, please let this service end. <laughs> let the music end. Don't let that lady get up there. There's, in some small church you go up, there's always only one lady that can sing really, really good. And every Sunday she gets up there and sings a song. She's the best. She's not good, but she's the best you got. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> she's giving it her best. And so um, I'm so thankful for the worship uh, in this house. And some of you going to be like, what are the last churches that he's been to? You know, I've been to a lot of churches, and um, I'm so thankful for the worship um, in this house. Hey, I uh, found it, I think. There's notes in here somewhere. <laughs> I, um, years ago, I was at, um, at church, and uh, one of my brother-in-laws came up to me, and he said, Hey, um, I'm going to preach this series uh, that I heard uh, a guy named Andy Stanley preach, and I was like, yeah, it sounds awesome. Like, he's a great communicator. And I'm like, what's it called? He said, um, it's called The Best Question Ever. The Best Question Ever. And here's what I know about you. I think you're similar to me. Is that you you want to live a fruitful life. You want to live an overflowing life, an abundant life. You want to. John chapter 10, 10 says that God's come to give us an abundant life an overflowing life. Our core value that we went over this morning before our service was we believe in abundance, not just enough. You want to live that kind of life, but you'll never live that life unless you're doing the wise thing. Like you'll never, unless you're doing the right thing and you're going the right places, riding wrong, around the right people, you'll never ever, you'll never do that. So Andy Stanley says the best question you could ever ask yourself is this question, is this, what is the wise thing to do? 
In light of where you've been, in light of where you're at today, and in light of where you want to be at down the road, your future, like what is the, what is the wisest thing for you to do? Like that, that's a great question. Like if you're in here today, and we've got some uh, girls in here today that are in our, I'm in a group with, they're, they're studying to be nurses. If you're going to be a nurse, what's the wise thing for you to do? Like if you, if, you, if you pass out for blood, the wise thing for you to do is not to be a nurse. That's not, that's not your thing. I know because I've been there before. Uh, we've, we've had three, um, Di- not we, Diana. Diana has given birth to, has had, had three births, but the, the last birth was a bonus birth. We, we got twins in the last deal. And, and um, I was, I've, I've almost passed out for two out of the three, two out of the three. I'm getting better. I think if she has a fifth one, I don't want her to. But if for some chance, <laughs> if for some chance, um, if for some small, 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 small. Like, we're talking like Adams, like, um, her tubes are tied. But if God was like, hey, I want to show my glory in this place. <laughs> Let's just say it would be hard. But if it were to happen, I think the next one, I, I don't think I'd pass out. I think I've gotten a little bit, little bit better. However, to ease the pain, uh, Tessa said that we could adopt her. And so uh, we're, I've, got a fifth do- I've got a fifth child. It's a, it's a girl because girls are better than boys. And... Um, and so I'm so thankful. The good news is she's already, she's already, she's 20-something. She's already potty trained. Um, she drives. <laughs> she drives. Like, it's, it's a win. It's a win. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to put her on a P-mat. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we are, we are surviving. We are surviving. But I've asked, uh, I, I think that for all of us in here today, we really want to live wise lives. We, we really want that. Like, we, we want to make good choices. We all, we all want that. No one says, you know what, I, I want, I, you know, I want to make a bad choice tomorrow. No one ever says that. But you know what happens? People every Monday, they make a bad choice. Every Tuesday, they make a bad choice. But then, because they're not asking yourself the question, like, what, what is the wise thing to do? Like, in light of where I've been, in light of where I'm at, say, what is, what is the wise thing for me to do with my life? For my marriage, for my, for my kids, and for my finances. What is the wisest thing for me to do? And I want to implement to you today that question in your life. I want you to ask yourself that question when you're about to go and do and be wherever it is you're going to do. Like, what is the wisest thing for you to do? I was talking to our overseer uh, last week, and he was telling us, like, hey, you got to make sure you, you, you get rest. And I was talking to uh, one of our, the dream team, um, one of our dream teamers this morning, and she was saying, hey, Pastor West, I'm really worried about your pace. I'm really worried about your pace. Like, what is the wisest thing for you to do with your life? What's the wisest thing for me to do in my life? And here's what I know. I want to make, make wise choices. I told our first service, I want to be here for 20 years. Or 30 years, or as long as God wants me to be here for. And I want to make wise choices all along the way. I don't want to have a couple of good choices, a couple of bad choices, a couple of good choices. I want to make wise choices as much as I can do. So the question I want you to ask yourself, the question, whenever you're about to do something, what is the, before you're about to buy that car that you think may or may not be a bad idea, ask yourself, what's the wisest thing for me to do? Light of my finances, what's the, I'm about to buy this house. What's the wisest thing for me to do? If, is, this, is this the right house for me? I, I remember when we, were, um, when we moved to Orlando, I wanted to buy, I wanted to buy this house. And um, we, you, you, when people want to buy stuff, they usually go, well, I can afford that. That's not, the, that's, not the, that's not the best question to ask. Can I afford that? You probably can. Like my son, John the front row, he loves to chug chocolate milk. He likes to chug it like, like it's the last thing of chocolate milk on the earth. Like he's going to chug it. I'm like, bud, we, it's just you and I on Sunday mornings. Like no one, like, and, and he's got four siblings, so he's probably used to people taking stuff from him and share. I'm like, you can, you, no one's going to take, I'm not taking your chocolate milk. I've got my sippy cup of hot coffee. Like you can have, he's just chugging it. People don't ask that. Oh, is this, is this, 
Friday night, they don't say anything. Friday night, people don't say this. What's the wisest thing for me to do? What, it's, what, what makes you feel good? Or can I afford it? So I, we wanted to buy this house over, over by Lake Nona. It was in Eagle Creek. And I'm like, babe, this is the house. Remember that house? Like, this is the house. We could afford the house. But what we couldn't afford was the HOA. <laughs> it wasn't the wise thing. It was double gated. Like, it would have been cool. Like, yo, I live in a double gated. Give me but, you know, we, we, don't, we didn't live there. We didn't live there. That's not where we were. Like, it wasn't the, it wasn't the wise thing for us to do. So what is the wise thing for you to do in your life? I'm, I'm, I'm going to date myself. Back in the day, they're coming back now because it's been 20 plus years. But they used to make those bracelets that said WWJD on them. You've seen them. But I would like to implement for you today this idea of WWD. And the, and the WWD is this, is what would wisdom do? What would wisdom do? Uh, my brother-in-law is here today. We were on staff at a church across town for, for several years. And every single Tuesday I would get upset. And the reason why I would get every single Tuesday I'd get upset because because Di- Derek and Diana's grandpa would be there. And he had the same prayer request every single Every single Tuesday at Sabbath, he had the same prayer request. And he's like, uh, just pray that I could get some more wisdom. And I'm like, if you get more, you're at 90. If you get more wisdom, what's, I'm, there's going to be none left for me. I, I, I need that. Like, you should be giving it away, not asking for more of it, Dr. Al. Like, give the wisdom away. Your prayer should have been, how can I give away some of the wisdom that I have? What would, what would wisdom do? I want to ask that question. The older I get, I want to be around guys that are older than me that are wiser than I am. Because I want to learn some things. And I, want, I want to apply what I've learned from them and go out and live that life. I want to live a better life. I want to make good financial decisions. I want to make good decisions as a parent. I want to make good decisions as a, as a husband. So I get around people who are older than me that are making good choices so I can make the same exact or better choices than they made. We've all, if you're in here today and you're, you have parents, you, you have kids, you want your kids to make better choices than you. You want your kids to have better than you. I was at the restaurant um, this past week with my kids, we were making the wise choice and we went to Burger Five. That's just a good choice. I don't really know. And I, because I'm wise, I went ahead and got it with the lettuce bun. That's the, that's the right choice. You know, does the, does, is the, does the bun feel better? Absolutely. But, you know, you can, you can see that later. You can see that bun later. But if you get that lettuce, you, you, don't, see that, you don't see that lettuce like you see that, that bread. But I, I, like, you know, I got the, le- the wise choices for me. Am I to get the lettuce bun? It's also the wise choice to get the double patty. But that's a whole other side now. Like I got, I got the lettuce. I'm one of those guys, the way I eat, if I eat like trash, but if, if you wrap some green stuff around it, it basically makes it okay. I'm like taking Jolly Ranchers, wrapping them in, can- wrapping them in le- lettuce leaves and just popping those things. Like any kind of candy, chocolate, ice cream, green lettuce wrap. What's the wise choice? Can I ask you the question, what is the wise choice for me to do? What's the, what would wisdom do in your life? What would wisdom do with that purchase? What would wisdom do on that day of the week? What would wisdom do? So I find myself surrounding myself with people who are wiser than I am because I want that. I just got out of a group season with two groups of guys. We're going through the book of Ecclesiastes, a great book. We're learning from a guy who had everything. We're learning from a guy who made a lot of bad choices. We're looking for a guy who, who had a lot of failed experiences. But he said, hey, if I could get one thing, I would get wisdom. You want wisdom. If you could go after one thing, the thing you should want. It helps you make every decision that you need to make. If you proceed that with wisdom, you're going to be okay. And you're going to see that. In the scripture today, in Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs is full of wisdom. I was talking to a guy recently and he said, yeah, I believe in a higher power. I don't believe Jesus Christ died and rose again. I don't believe that. But I believe in a higher power, a higher energy. And I was like, that higher energy came from somewhere. His name is God. You know, like, that's kind of stuff I say. I say stuff sometimes, I don't know if it's out loud or it's underneath my breath. But I was like, hey, you know. And then later he goes, you know what, the, like, the, like the Bible. He, later he's talking and I'm listening to him. Everything he's saying is totally against the Bible. But I'm just like, yeah, man, cool, yeah. Awesome, waiting for my chance to go ahead and let him know that he's not right, you know, according to the Bible. Now, I'm right and you're wrong, like the Bible. The problem with that is the Bible. So later he goes, 
but I like, he goes, but I like the Bible. And I was like, well, there's a guy who wrote the Bible, his name is Jesus. You know, like, he's like, there's so much good stuff that you can apply to your life in the Bible. And wisdom is one of those things. Proverbs is a wisdom, is one of the wisdom books. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. I don't know about you in your day, but I'm really good at I'm really good at depending on my leaning on my own understanding. And the Bible says that you and I we're actually called to trust. We're called to trust in the Lord. Another word for the word trust is the wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord will get a new energy. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40. But we should trust the Lord with all of our heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. I uh, Derek and I when I first got married to Diana, Diana's dad said you can marry my daughter. There's one stipulation. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, you have to get your motorcycle license because in six months we're going on a motorcycle trip. I'm like, yes, I'm in. I'm sold. I'll take her, you know. <laughs> Who says that? You can't say I'll take her like that. That's wrong. Um, I was like, okay. well, one thing about motorcycles, if, if, you, if you don't ride a lot, at some point there's two kinds of motorcycle riders. There's people who have who've dropped their motorcycles and people who are going to drop, people who have dropped their motorcycle and people who are going to drop their motorcycle. Those are the two kinds of people. Had accidents or going to be an accident. And uh, I, it, it, when you're on a motorcycle, there's, there's a kickstand there. You want to make sure that kickstand is down. Well, there was times on that trip that we were on, we forgot to put the kickstand a couple times, put it down. If you don't put a kickstand down, 1,200 pounds is going to fall on top of your leg. So several times we had forgot it. We were messing around or throwing stuff at each other. And I forgot. And so I'm trying to hold 1,200 pounds steady to another guy could put his kickstand in and get out to come help you lift this 1,200-pound Harley-Davidson bike back up. When you lean on your understanding, you will, you will lay your life down. You, you'll fall down. Here's the bad news that Jesus already laid down his life for you so that you can make wise choices. So that you can make better, so you can, you can lean on something that's actually sturdy. Jesus wants to be the thing that you lean on. He wants you to trust in him, not on your own understanding. Well, I understand a lot, Pastor Wes. I thought I understood a lot too until I turned 25. And then I realized I knew nothing. The older you get, the more wisdom, that, hopefully more wisdom that you will have and apply. Verse 6 says, seek God's will in all that you do. And he will show you which, which path to take. If you're struggling with which path to take in here today, you're about to graduate or you're gonna, you graduated or maybe you're like, I'm 50, I'm still trying to figure out what path to take. If you're trying to figure out what path to take, the Bible says you should be seeking after God's will. If you seek God's will, he will show you with, which path to take. The problem with that is a lot of times we start going down the path and I'm like, God, hurry up. Over here. God, I'm over here. Come over here, God. I'm, I'm going on this path over here, God. And we never ask God, God, what is, it, what is your will for my life? We just start doing us, doing you, boo, and asking God to come along with it. And what you find probably by now is that has never worked. I speak with young people and adults alike. I just don't know why things aren't working out. I'm, I'm just looking at them and saying, well, are you doing God's will for your life? When's the last time you said, God, I want to do your will for my life? That's what I want. Here I am. You can have it all. You can have it all. Here I am. Take me as I am. I, I'm available, God. I want to be available to God. I want to be available to God as much as he wants you to be, as frequent as he wants you to be there. As, as I want the capacity, whatever he wants, I want to be available to God. Verse 7, he says this about wisdom. What's, what would wisdom do? The Bible says don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Like if you get some wisdom, don't be impressed with that. I meet so many people walk around with their chest up like, yo, I'm so wise. Look what I did. Look what I did. And God did that. That's what God did. We got we to we gotta change our vocabulary, look what I did, to, man, look what God did. Look what God did. I'm glad I'm married to the woman that I'm married to because she reminds me a lot. Man, look what God did. That wasn't you, bro. 
Like that was, that was God. That's how we talk to each other. I don't talk to her like that, but she talked to me like that. It's disrespectful, but we're working on it. But what would, what, <laughs> I honor her, you know what I'm saying? Like what would, what would wisdom do? Wisdom would not be impressed with their own wisdom. Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. No, look at God, look at God, look at God. The world will be more impressed if you start saying look at God and stop saying look at me. They're like, yo, whatever they got, I want that. Well, I'm really talented. Yeah, that's cool. That gift came from God last night. We had a saxophone player. This guy slayed it. I said, man, isn't it so cool that God, I was telling all of our team up here and all these guys that are up here and uh, the guy that played, um, Dawson, Dawson was here. Dawson played here this morning. Um, but normally, Austin, Austin Shuffett plays electric. And this morning, Austin Shuffett's on bass. I'm like, man, I'm not sure. Like, how does he just hop around from thing to thing and just keep on playing? Like, we, it could be, we, we could get so good at puffing up our own self, can't we? Man, look what I did. We ought to be saying, man, look what God did. Look at the gift that he's given me. And I was telling these guys, just, I was just thanking God, not for them. I was thanking God for the gift that he gave all of them. Obviously, I'm thankful for them. But let's not be, let's not puff up and say, man, look what I did. Look what I did. Let's say, look what God did. Instead, we should fear the Lord and we should turn away from evil. We should be like, man, I want, I want whatever God wants for me. I want to press into what God wants for me. Bible says in verse 8, this is powerful. If you fear the Lord and turn away from evil, you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. I don't know about you guys here, but last year, I don't know if y'all remember last year. I remembered it. I don't know if y'all remember it. I needed some healing in my bones. That, that, that vitamin D wasn't going to help. More milk was not going to help my bones. The healing that I need last year. I like to work out. I like to. I like all the things that you like to do when it goes working out. You know, the, I have a friend. He's like, I just do. I just do sit ups and curls. He's like, that's all I do. That's all you need. I'm like, that's all you need. Yeah, I used to. I used to think that was all you need. But the older you get, you realize you, you have to work out your core, your posterior chain. For somebody who's smart out there, you got to work it out because if not, you'll be walking around like this your whole life. You want to work out your core so you can be able to lift things up and toss people around and cut people off in traffic. Like you want to make sure your core. Is lined up, you know, ba 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 ba. You want to have that core lined up. We got to make sure in our life that we line up with the fear of God and line up with God, so that our that our that our that that brings healing to our body that 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 the world can't bring. We spend a lot of time training our physical bodies, but God says, "Hey, you want to train yourself up in fearing the Lord." And when you do that, there's a healing that you can't understand. There's a mental health that you that you that you can't go out and buy. There's a healing that only could come from God. Last night we, um, we, we brought some things to the, to the cross last night. I, I believe this. I was telling my sister-in-law this this morning. But I think sometimes we make decisions and when we make them, we just make them kind of half-heartedly and we don't put any steps to them. So they really never go anywhere, right? I, I learned for me, if I don't write it down, I'm not doing it. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember it. When our team comes to staff meeting, I'm like, bring it, one of the rules is bring, it, bring something to write down. Because we know that if you take notes in church, you're going to go to heaven when God comes back first. We know that. That's in the Bible somewhere. Too far. If you write it down, you're going to remember it. So last night I asked our team, I said, hey, I want you guys to think about that one thing. Or I asked our, our staff that. But then I asked to our, our night of worship, like, hey, what's that one thing that you need to let go of? And I know for me, I, I, what I realized, like, if you write it down, that's a good step. If you take a step from your seat, out of your seat, going somewhere, you tell someone about it, like you take another step, then you got a better chance. But here's what I know. If you bring it to God, that's like a trifecta. I wrote down some things that, I, that I've not told anybody. For me right now, I've had some of you guys check up on me. I'm okay, by the way. I'm just taking a social media break. That's all I'm doing. Someone, like, like I, 
by the way, the overseers didn't put me on it. I'm like, man, what did he do wrong? What did, what did he tweet or say that he shouldn't have said? Dinah didn't put it on me. When I come back, we're not going to be one of those relationships that have, we have a joint Facebook relationship. I'm not there. I'm not, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I just, just, I needed a break. I needed some healing in my bones. And I realized, man, I'm just going, 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 going. I just needed a break. I needed a break. I heard recently someone say to me, you got to listen to the echoes in your life. Listen to the echoes in your life. That's things that only, I don't know what that meant. It sounded really good. It was tweetable. But that stuff only works in church world. Don't go to your boss tomorrow and like, yo, I'm just listening to the echoes. You'll get fired. Like it doesn't. There are so many things that work here but do not work out there. I kept on hearing guys say, take a break, take a break, take a break, take a break, take a break. And God said to me, hey, you need to take a break. I don't know what's coming after this thing's over. But I know God's preparing Diane and I and our team and hopefully this church for something greater, something bigger. I know he is. And I want to be available, but I also want to be prepared. I want to train up my spiritual mind. I've already told you guys I've been waking up really, really, really early. I don't wake up for anything spiritual. I don't go run or run. I don't go on a walk. I just wake up and I just talk to God. And I'm, God's just fortifying my mind so that when the thing comes, I'm ready to go for it. I know a lot of times when God shows up, we're too late. We're not ready. Like we're not too late. Like, like he's never too late. We're not like ready for the thing that he shows up with. And so we find ourselves like trying to drag into it. My buddy, I was golfing yesterday. He goes, Pastor Wes, we need to do a half marathon together. I said, you watch your mouth. Now, I said, I'm down. I said, don't ask me, 26.2. I did that once. I don't think I have that in me again, but I got 13 in me for sure. So let's go tomorrow. He goes, oh, easy, easy, easy. I, I'm, I'm trying to get my body, my mind. I want to I be ready for whatever God's bringing in the days ahead. I don't want to show up and God be like, yo, let's go. And then be like, God, I wasn't prayed up. I wasn't fasted up. I wasn't mentally ready. I, I want to be ready for when God shows up. The Bible says, so we brought these things and we nailed them to the cross and people put some things on there and something shifted in me last night that I needed shifting. I'm so thankful. But I realized the shifting happened because I didn't just, I, I wrote it down and, and, I, and I, I, I had to get up and, and I gave it to God. I think when I did that, I was like, okay, cool, God, you got this. And if you want to know what my thing was, I put up there, just go watch the live stream from last night. The Bible says that when, when you when you do these, when you fear God, then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Here's what he says in verse 13, joyful is the person who finds wisdom. We're trying to pursue so many things in this life, aren't we? If we, Bible says that we would actually pursue wisdom, then we would have, we'd be joy. We'd have joy on our face. Do you have joy in your face, joy in your life? The Bible says joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Verse 14, for wisdom is more profitable than silver. And some of you guys are like, well, I don't really like that silver that much, so I'm gonna, I, don't, I don't really care about that one. The Bible says also, and the Bible says that in wisdom, her wages are better than gold. If you want, we, we pursue a lot of things. A, a, a guy walked out today, and one of the guys walked up and said, man, how many pairs of those shoes you got? I think I've seen you with those before. He goes, I said, how many shoes do you think you have? I asked the guy. He goes, I don't know, 40 plus something, tennis shoes. And we're, we're really good at collecting things, aren't we? We're really good at, like, getting things, and we got to be careful with that. Because the Bible says we ought to, what we should be collecting is wisdom. If we get wisdom, it's better than anything that you can go out and collect. Yesterday I saw this, this, um, this uh, T-bird, this old T-bird out here at the kids' soccer game. And it's so crazy. My, my grandpa, he, he had two of those in his garage. And I, every year I'd be like, every year I'd go visit him. Mom would take me to, to Kentucky to see those. There were two of them because there was going to be enough parts for the one. I think by the time he passed away and... And they and he and, and they got they're getting rid of those barns and get rid of the things. The dirt had just built up and the, the cars are completely worthless now. 
we have to be careful what we're going after. Be careful what we're pursuing. Be careful what we're chasing after. If you're going to chase something, chase wisdom. Because if you have wisdom, then you're going to make good choices. That's the wise thing to do. Let's have wisdom. What is, what would, what would, WWWD, what would wisdom do? The Bible says wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire compares with her. There's nothing that compares to wisdom. There's nothing that compares to wisdom. I love verse 18. The Bible says wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. If you embrace wisdom, it's a tree of life. It's going to never stop giving. If you get a pair of shoes, all my sneakerheads in here today, the worst thing about a pair of sneakers is, is once you get one or, two, one or two scuffs on them. If you're a sneaker guy, those shoes are dead to you. You're like ex-girlfriend, I don't want to talk to you ever again. You throw them away. Right, guys? Just let Najee, I know where you're at. And then, like, you're almost like, I'm going to burden those things. No one should have to wear a pair of shoes with scuff on them. And we have to go out and replace those shoes. Pray for all of us. I mean, pray for all those people who have that problem. <laughs> we got to be careful. Nothing compares with wisdom. You want to be at a church where the pastor and the leaders are, are exercising wisdom and not carelessness. You want that. You want a guy, when, you, when they come to your house and you, you go to hire a guy to do something at your house, like you want a guy you can, who, who has experience, who has wisdom. You, you want that. You, if you're going to fix something at your house, you're not going to call me. You want to call a guy like Travis. Like you want to call a guy, you, you, know who, who, you know he has a tool belt. You can just tell he has a tool A beard like that, you know he has a tool belt. Like you want to get a guy like that. Recently I was at a group and Nelson brought all the guys electrical socket things. What are they called? With the USB port on them. Now I know what you're thinking. That's going to be really sad that Nelson's the reason why Pastor West dies because he tried to put that electrical socket on. I know because that's what I thought. I'm with you. We're together. We're, we're on the same team. And they're all looking around like, they're all, all everybody in the room is like, they, they're gonna, they probably already put theirs in, babe. <laughs> Mine is going to be there until Nelson shows up. He said, let me know when a good day is. I said, hey, the door's unlocked. Come whenever you want. You know what I'm saying? I ain't dying so I can plug my USB thing by the, I don't use that. The Bible says wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Are you embracing wisdom? Do you want to embrace wisdom? Because if you embrace wisdom, that would be really helpful for your life. Because the Bible says that God actually created the heavens and the earth with the use of a thing called wisdom. He actually used a playbook. He used an architect. He created this thing. He actually used wisdom for this thing. And Bible says, happy are those who hold her tightly. Anybody who has wisdom, you, you, you find a joy and a happiness in their life. Verse 19 says, by wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. God built all of this and you with wisdom. And he's saying to you, you want to go after wisdom so that you can build some things, so that you can create some things, so that you can found some things, so that you can start some things. He wants to do that for you. He wants to use you to do something incredible. Some of you guys are so successful because you're, you, you're on the wisdom of other people. You've, you've learned some wisdom. you learned some things. I'm here on the shoulders of, of, of David Janney and, and, and Ed Trinkle and, and Craig Killen and Dan Green. Those are, the, those are the only four pastors I've ever had. I'm on their shoulders. And I want to try to put these guys on my shoulders and let them see beyond and further. I want to continue to do that. And the Dan Stoffers and the, and the guys that are leading our church now that are overseeing Pastor West. And they're leading me like, I want to be on the wisdom train. What would wisdom do? What would wisdom do? How are you, are you doing what feels good, what you like, what you can afford? No, let's do things by what would wisdom do? 
was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He goes, I'm gonna, I, I was going to buy a truck, and I went to go to buy the truck, and the guy said to me, don't worry about it. It won't be MSRP. And so the guy was like, oh, man, praise God, it won't be MSRP. If, but if you're in the truck, if you're in the, in, the, in the vehicle market, you know this. Everything is over, over MSRP right now. There's a shortage of truck vehicles. He said the truck's $50,000. When he called him back, he's like, what's the, what's the bottom line price? He goes, it's, it's $50,000. It's, the truck's $50,000 MSRP, and just add $10,000 to it. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't do anything better for you. He goes, I, did the same, I sold the same car to my sister. <laughs> the guy at the sales said, I sold the same car to my, my sister just yesterday for $10,000 over MSRP. I said, well, you're a bad brother. <laughs> tell, call that, tell that guy you wouldn't want to buy from him anyways, you know. What a jerk. <clears throat> what would wisdom do? What would be the wise thing for you to do? In light of where you've been, in light of where you're at, say, in light of where you want to be, what is the wise thing for you to do? I think wise people do three things. Here's the first one. The wise people, they trust the Lord. Wise people, they trust God with their finances, with their, with their, with their future. They, they trust God with their kids, with their family. Wise people trust the Lord. All throughout this story that we've been following, baby Baker and uh, um, Tyler, Diana's cousin, kept on saying, man, we're just going to keep on trusting God. We're going to keep on trusting God. They trusted God. I, had, I gave up trust on God like at month one. I picked it back up in month two. I lost trust again on God. And I just kept on losing trust in God and losing faith in God. But they just kept on saying, we're going to trust God. 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 And today, like Diana said, he has a new heart. we got to trust the Lord. Here's the deal. We trust what is true. Can I ask you a question? Are you devouring this book? If you devour this book, the enemy won't devour you. You've heard that old saying, that old preacher say, show me a Bible that's not falling apart. I'll show, you, I'll show me a Christian who's not falling apart. Like, we got to dig into this book. Your book should be, you should be falling off. There should be, there should be highlights throughout your Bible. You ought to have been going back over again. we got to trust God and we have to trust his word. That's what wise people do. Ecclesiastes, Solomon was a, Solomon just did whatever he wanted. I mean, he was, his life was a big experiment. But he said, if you're going to do one thing, get wisdom. Wise people trust the Lord. Can I ask you a question? Do you trust the Lord? Are you like Pastor Wes who trusts God when things are going good? I, probably a lot of us are there. But do you trust God when you're in the valley? When you're on your back and you're looking up and it seems like just the walls on both sides. Do you trust the Lord? Do you trust Him? For me, I'm just working through some things right now. And I just, God keeps saying, hey, just keep on trusting me. Keep on trusting me. The Bible says in, in, in the, what we read to you today, Proverbs chapter 3, if you trust the Lord, He's going to show which path to take. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to find the path, waiting for God to show up. And God's like, I'm, if you trust me, I'm going to show you the path. I'm trying to show God the path. This guy right here, I called him out today. But he asked me questions now that he already knows the answer to. Ticks me off. I'm like, bro, this morning I said, bro, you already know the answer to that question. He's like, I know, I just want to see if you knew. He goes, real quick, you got six seconds, 23 plus 18. I'm like, 8 plus 3, da, da, da. Like, he's like, you made it, I, I got it. He already knew the answer to it. Can I tell you something? God already knows the answer to the questions that you're going to ask. Do you trust him for the answer? Here's the second one. Wise people, what would wisdom do? They would trust the Lord. Here's the second one. We would seek his will. You need to seek God's will. Can I ask you a question? When's the last time you prayed this prayer? God, what is your will for my life? Forget the wise question, what's the best question. What, look, when's the last time you said, God, God, I want, what, what is your will for my life? Major job change. God, what's the, what, what's, what do you want me to do? Is this what you, is God, is this, is this your will for me? 
Our church is growing in number with a bunch of young people. I, I hope they're asking God, what, what's God's will for your life? They're bringing their friends. These young people are bringing their moms and their dads. I'm saying, hey, man, what's, what's God's will for your life? Christian just graduated last week, two weeks ago. We're sitting on this, on this gym floor, and I was asking, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What if that doesn't work? And I said, hey, man, just do whatever God wants. Whatever, whatever you do, do what God wants you to do. That's safer. Now, why I say it's safer, let me make it, let me paint the flip side for you. Here's what I know about trusting God and seeking His will. It is not always convenient. It was not convenient for us to start this church. Convenient was staying where we were at. That was convenient. Boy, that was convenient. Just put new carpet in the house, put a fence up, new AC unit. I mean, that was, that was, that was easy living. Mile, mile away, two, three miles from our, from our place. Didn't cost us $13 in tolls a day to get there. Like that was, like that was, that was convenient. Following God's will is not, is not always convenient. But it hardly ever is convenient. Okay, it's never convenient. It's never, never I never woke up and said, I cannot wait. Just, it's going to be awesome. Waking up at 6.30 a.m., I'd rather sleep longer. Who, who wants to set an alarm clock on Sunday morning? Being in God's will is not always, it's not always convenient. It's not convenient. It's not easy. Can I tell you one more thing? It ain't, it ain't comfortable. It ain't comfortable. I wore my comfortable pants today. These are, they may not look it to you, but they're loose on me. These, these are, I brought my comfortable pants. You want to have, comfortable. The only time you don't want, the only time you, it's okay to sacrifice comfortable is jeans. You, jeans, you, you just, it's okay to sacrifice it, right, ladies? I mean, right, guys? I mean, what? <laughs> like, you, you, it, it got to be right. You know, you got, sometimes you got to toss them in the dryer, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, maybe that's, maybe that's not, maybe that's just me, I don't know. It's not always convenient, it's not always comfortable, it's not always easy, but it's right. It's right. I'm in a group of guys, I'm in a, a, a group of, I'm in with a group of guys, pastors, and, and um, one of my friends, he's in, in, in Calgary in Canada. And they just passed a mandate that said that the police officers can go into any church they want, whenever they want, and they have the right to shut it down whenever they want. And we just started praying uh, for, for our friend in, in Canada. I mean, it's my, this guy's my brother. And we're just praying. I thought to myself, man, that guy's trying to do God's will. Whatever he, just trying to do God's will. And that happened. You know, what a, what a frustrating, what a trying time. But he's just, he's like, I'm just going to do God's will. So I'm just going to do God's will. I'm just going to do God's will. Let's, let's do God's will. I wonder how many of you guys in here today, if, if, if you, if you, if, if they said to us, hey, you, you can't go to church. You, you can't go to church anymore. Would you, would you still be like, you know, I'm going to seek God's will. I'm going to show up. You can't worship God anymore. I wonder how many of us will throw away our, all of our Christian CDs or, or d delete our Spotify plays. Like, I wonder if you'd still keep on worshiping God. I wonder if you'd kill, still keep on praying. I wonder if you'd kill, I wonder if you still would keep on reading the word of God. Are you seeking his will? Because that's what wisdom would do. And then here's the third thing, the last thing, is you got to run from the enemy. We got to run from the enemy. Hey, guys, we got we to gotta get better at running. Y'all got to get, we all got to get better at running. You're like, oh, it's not my church. This ain't for me. We got to run from the enemy. Well, Wes, I've never seen the enemy, so I don't know what to look like. You've seen your favorite sin. Run from that. We got to get better at running away from the enemy. Because if not, we just kind of like, oh, it's not a big deal. All it starts to live in a big deal, it's just a little deal. And then all he does is grabs, your, grabs you by the back of your leg and just, he just pulls you back a little bit. And then he pulls you back a little bit. And he pulls you back two, three steps. Your feet are down. You're just hanging out with the enemy. 
and you just get comfortable there. Where you should be uncomfortable doing God's will, you're comfortable with the enemy. And God said, now I want you over here. Come on, over here, go over here. And so you need to run from the enemy. He's given you a new name. He's given you a brand new mind. He's given you new thoughts. The Bible says you're a new creation. Then let's live like it. Let's run away from the, the devil as fast as possible. We need to start running quick. Come on, let's stand to our feet. If you want to run with me, let's stand to our feet. Can we bow our head and close our eyes? God, will we be people that want to be wise? Will we be people, God, this morning that will say, God, I want to choose wisdom over my own ment, over my own thoughts, or over my own mindset? Will we choose wisdom? Will we seek after your will, God? Will we trust you with all that we say and all we do, God? And may we do anything, God? May we run from the enemy. May we run as fast as we can so the enemy won't catch us and pull us down and pull us away from you, God. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.